Machination log 001A, generational shift. Hey everybody, welcome to the Actual Garbage Podcast. Um, if it sounds super echoey in here, I've only done a marginally good job of figuring out the best way to record a sofa cast, but here we are, because we got too many dang people showing up, coming in, coming out, cloak and blaster obligations. You know how it is. Cloak and blaster's good. Yeah. I like it. Um... Can you put some, some sound stuff behind the mic? I could, but uh, that's all I got right now. Ah. Mitchell Londrigan. Yes. Yes. That is to me. his left that and right me. in no order at all. Alberto Remy is joining us for the first time. Hobbs' brother. Alberto, who are you? Um, I'm Hobbs' brother, as was previously stated. <laughs> I know David through him. We play D&D. I'm a high school student. I'm a senior. What do you do in high school? I learn things, at least Excellent. most of the time. I, I was going to say. I you, <laughs> Not all the time. I thought you said you were having yeah, a problem with That's that. still better than a lot of high schoolers, <laughs> especially seniors, so that's right. okay. Fair enough. And Nicole. Hello, I'm Lou, back. Lou. Yes. Back for a second round. I am. Thank you very much for having us. This podcast is on age, which was picked by Mitchell. Mitchell, why did you pick age? Why did I pick age? Well, I recently had a birthday, and that uh, got me thinking a little bit about age. Um, How else? old are you? I am 27. Oh, you are older than I am. I am okay. older than a lot of people, but not everybody. Not though. everybody. This, this is <laughs> the lesson is good. you learn. Yes. <laughs> 27 puts me in the lower third of the United States, but still older than a lot of my friends. But uh, yeah, that's, that's how it goes. So yeah, thinking about... Uh, so age was just kind of a, a general thing. There's like kind of a lot of things that you can do with that. I was just thinking uh, mainly about uh, kind of social expectations about age, uh, about the kind of saying actor age and, and everything like that. And how impossibly confused that's become in, oh, the last 15 minutes? Yes. Yeah. And also, uh, I would say the last 15 years, because it used to be, or at least uh, post-World War II, the idea was you would go to college for four years, you would get out at 22, you would get married, you would get a house. If you were you up in yeah. Yes, over <laughs> class. Not which, even necessarily yeah, for everybody. That's true, but for, for most people that I know, that would be the, the general thing. Uh, but it seems yourself. like, I don't know if it, I don't know how recent this phenomenon is, but it seems like in the last, uh, at least 10 years, last 10 to 15 years, that the age, uh, that kind of those expectations of age have shifted backwards a little bit. So the, uh, uh, whereas before you would be 18 and you would be kicked out of your house and you would have to fend for yourself for college for, for four years and then you would have to kind of make it on your own. Uh, now everything's kind of backwards. I know uh, uh, most of my friends now uh, at this point have moved out of their parents' house, including David. I know, even I did. <laughs> even I David finally did. got around to it yeah. at some point. Uh, which, which is good. Um, but uh, also I don't for your cell phone. Fair enough. And, and again, uh, but I don't know a ton of people who own their own homes. Most of my friends rent, including myself, um, which may be a little. Uh, Thirty years ago, it may have been considered late in life to actually own your own home to be well, twenty-seven. Well, you know, I could have a times have changed. That's true. Kind of put yes. us in a bit of a state of arrested development, I'd say. You know, it's a good word. Well, I, I thought it was uh, it was funny the. The first example Mitchell brought up after the college thing was that ordinarily parents kick you out at 18, Nicole. What? Was that your fault? 
Um, Is that on you? They, I, I got kicked out multiple times at <laughs> multiple ages. So you don't think this is representative of... No, well, I was I was kind of like an individual case. The thing is, leaving home very early, I think, is, is more of a... a uh, it's, it's like a, a culturally a white thing. Because, like, Asian families, I know, like, they live at home until they get married. And indefinitely, I guess, if they don't. Um, you know, like, other cultures that are more family-oriented... Yes, yes, and Alberta might have Alberta. something to say on this. I think more family-oriented cultures, actually, it's not as big of a deal to live at home. Uh, us white people, see, yeah. like, you know, my parents couldn't wait to get rid of me. Um, and now it's it's changing a little bit where even, like, white cultures, they're deciding they have to let their kids stay longer, <laughs> even though they don't really probably want to. Is it just... Uh, uh, that's a good point. Is it just because white culture has been more individualistic than... Well, I think a lot um, of it's independence, you know, that yeah. whole American, you gotta go make it for yourself. I mean, we do have They're not as family-oriented. Strictly white here. Does that jive with you, Lou? Well, I grew up very, in a very unique situation as well. So, uh, we were very family-oriented, but my mom was also the black sheep of the family. So, while she still tried to imp uh, uh, instill some of the same values... No, no, you were fine. I was just making I was just making sure you were okay. You're fine. No, I know. I'm just getting comfortable. Fine, anyway. <laughs> I gotta mess up my flow, All right. man. <laughs> well, you, you know, my mom tried to instill in me the same values that, my, that her culture instilled in her. She's, like, off the boat Portuguese. So, it, it, you know, we, she still has this, this like... Uh, intuition, this kind of like subconscious uh, attachment to family. So even if they've wronged you in some terrible way, they're still family. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, it, she's getting better about that where she's starting to recognize that some people, just no matter who they are, are terrible for you, so you don't necessarily have to associate... You don't have to wish <laughs> them wrong, but you don't have to be their best friend or whatever. Yeah. But, um, but you know, my, my situation was unique in that regard where it was a single family home or a single parent home and it was just me. So it, I, I was very independent and introverted just because of that, you know. So we didn't have, I didn't have siblings to get attached to or to generate some sort of structure, some, some hierarchy that happens in a family. We didn't have, I didn't have that exposure. So to me, it's not as important as it is to other people. But you know, my mom still gave me shit for not uh, leaving the house early enough and stuff. And I think to what you were saying to, to kind of... When did you leave? When I was 23, 24. Okay. okay. Um, but, yeah, there was some middle ground in there, too, where I lived in the house and she didn't. She had lived with someone else for a while. So I took the house when I was, like, 20 to 23-ish. And so, I, you know, if something needed to be fixed, yeah, I fixed it. Yeah, you your mom moved out. Like so. <laughs> yeah, but then when she moved back in, it was, she was like, yeah. get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, but she she as much shit as she gave me, she gave me enough time to to figure it out. You know, where it it wasn't like uh, I'm gonna stay here and milk it for as long as I can. It was just I was too young and stupid to realize what I needed to do to get out out of there. You know, and and that shit happens naturally if if your parents allow it to. But to your point earlier, and to what you guys were talking about, with you know why. It's a little different today than it was before with the expectations of, of your kids moving out and whatnot. I think that there are so many elements that, that relate, like, that feed that, you know. It's socioeconomic, definitely. Yeah. You know, how much money people are making and how much money your kids are able to make coming out of college or high school. So that, 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 that 
sure job isn't there anymore like it used to be. Yeah. Um, and, and, and that's also another fact, you know, a bunch of industries are becoming saturated with, you know, work and all. I mean, with workers. Thanks, we're good. Yeah. We got all the people we need. <laughs> it, yes, and you can tell how diluted it gets when you start interviewing people. Uh, <laughs> it's crazy. But I think there's a lot of other factors, too. You know, I think that the way culture changes, the way the, way the, the white American culture, the soccer mom culture changed and stuff. And yours is a really perfect example. You know, uh, you, Me, David. David, sorry, I'm pointing on a podcast. Yeah. Yes. Um, That's a hard habit to break. I know. I do it all the freaking time. Um, but this is the way to have a podcast. So, yeah. um, at any rate, so you know, you David, your your mom's a perfect example. You know, she dedicated her life to raising her children. She's a professional mother. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. And and what do you do when you're a professional mother? And now it's time for you to retire, and you're only fifty years old or something, and you don't have a pension that comes with it. There's no like you know end point to it necessarily. It just happens to be when your child leaves the house, when your last one yeah. leaves the house. You know, so. And hopefully there are grandkids on the way that you can then steward further on. Yeah, yeah. Just keep following in that. Keep open on that one. Yeah, we, yeah. <laughs> we accidentally <laughs> gutted that whole thing. Yeah. At least to date. Alberto, we had Javier on the podcast mm -hmm. for a siblings thing, and he talked about the thickness of the blood in your family. Do you? Yeah. I, you've listened to that podcast, right? I have. Does that mostly map to your experience in your family? Yeah, definitely. We were Are you like, willing to stab super... any of your friends over any of your family members? <laughs> I'd stab my friends for free usually, but like <laughs> for my family members, absolutely. Okay. I just it, what in what in what we've talked about. Does your mom expect you to leave as soon as you're done with high school or college or anything? Definitely not. My mom is like my mom doesn't really have anything like that. Um, like uh, after all, Javier, uh, my brother, I guess. Yeah, say that. Yeah. <laughs> moved out only like I think a year or two ago, yeah. and, and he's twenty five I think, and there was like never any problem with that of any. There was sort no of pressure to that whatsoever. Not really. Like the only the only pressure I could think of was that my mom just kind of wanted him to do something else for himself. Do but the, I think I think the only reason that uh, Javier said the biggest reason that he moved out was really just because his roommate, uh, his friend needed a roommate, and that was really it. In a circuitous that way, that's the only reason I moved out. <laughs> Except it wasn't a roommate. But that begs the question, you know, like a is, is, is your parents' uh, drive parents. to motivate you out of the house, I mean, how do you guys feel about it? Is that important in your development where you've gotten so far? Or, I mean, you, have you, are you live on your own, Mitchell? I live on my own. I haven't lived with my parents since I was 18. But, uh, did they push you out, or did you leave on your own? I lived on my own. Uh, okay. but part of that is just college, uh, just which, get into that. How useful colleges and, and different podcasts. But, but you know, uh, to, to, to what he was saying about Hobbs point, um, where he moved out just because he knows he is a, a friend of his needed a roommate, you know, yeah. and there was no real push from your mom's side to say, hey, you need to get the hell out, even though she was thinking he needs to get the hell out, you yeah. know, and it's not a get the hell out like I need him out of this house. It's more of a he needs to go do something for himself that's different than what he's doing now. You know, well, that's, that's and the I think that's an important dream. element in this. Yeah, it's it it's not... I, my mom would love it if I never moved more than five minutes away from her. Um, but she has... I mean, she has no... Mission accomplished. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so far, that's working out great for her. But the... Um, I, she has no she has no instrumental ill will toward me making a career for myself. In fact, she seems way more concerned with the stability of my career 
than anyone else in my life, including me. Of course. Yes. Yeah. My mom <laughs> yeah. is the same way. Yeah. Because as you know, the podcast, you know, people who are listening may not know, but she, my mom lives with us for half the year. Hey. 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 Speak hey. of the devil. Bob's here. What are you doing here, bro? <laughs> oh, that's right. You didn't know he was coming. Hey, Al. Alberta's here. Hey, Dave. We only yeah. talked slight amounts of shit about you, but it's alright. He agreed to disagree. Oh, the this. shit. We established that I would stab a lot of people for you. There you hey, go. That's how I feel too. Oh, that's good. You got to sit on the couch, man. We got the uh, we got the, mic, the mic set up in rid? such a way that it's, it's recording like in this direction. Oh, that's, so. I didn't even know mics could be. You can directionalize that. Technology. Is that a word? Directionalize. It is now. It is now. Direct. I'm not gonna Constructive nature of I language, like, bro. I like directionalize better. No more syllables. Correct. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So so far, just to catch you up to the degree we can, we confirmed that Alberto was willing to stab his friends for free. Um, that most of our moms care about us, mm-hmm. and I'm still on the fence with that. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Th- I know they'll they'll say good things about me now, but when push comes to shove, you're not sure. Well, well I, I guess I'm. Well, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. You know, like that's that's only because I'm. I'm. I don't live at home. <laughs> That's a totally different conversation. Yeah. Okay, okay, and the okay. Nicole's relationship with her parents was a very consciously. Like I said, I'm the I'm the only one here that has been kicked out multiple times. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I've been there... beaten but never kicked out. Okay. <laughs> My mom has you know beaten me with her you know keychain ring. Or if you know you know foreign moms have lots of keychains. So <laughs> they do carry large keychains. Yes, they yes. do. And I felt the wrath of them. Hmm. Is there an expectation that? Family should stay in the same community when they, uh, when they get their own career and their Again, own that's another cultural house. thing, though. Yeah, yeah. like and how close thinking. are you talking yeah. about? Are you just are we just talking nuclear family? Well, I know, for example, my sister has kind of facetiously uh, um, been annoyed at me for moving to the other side of Orlando, <laughs> so I'm now forty. Okay, that's pretty extreme. <laughs> so I'm now I'm now a whole forty five minutes away from my sister and parents. Uh, forty five I mean, minutes to an hour. I, I moved fifteen hundred miles away yeah. from my my mom when you know, and and the decision had nothing to do with her. You know what I mean? Like she had no say in it. If she asked me to stay, I probably couldn't. You know, it was it was work, it was life, it was you know all this. Now I was twenty seven years old, twenty six years old. So you know, it was only a few years after I moved out of the house where I said, you know, fuck it, I'm going down to Florida and starting a whole new life down here. You know, and then she's the one that followed me just to be closer to her children. And, you know, and now she lives with us. I've got a year. I've got a hunch that if more than one of us moved to Seattle, my mom will pack her bags. Probably. I, yeah. I think... Did, if, can we get can we get my mom and Lou's mom, like, together? And if we both leave, they'll both, like, like work on each other to... to leave with us? To leave with us? I, I, don't <laughs> see, I don't see why that's impossible. I mean, I, I'm still trying to drum up support for this villa. And that's going to take a couple more people. Okay, because I need land money. when I'm out there. That's okay. what I was. Yeah, we can all pool our resources. And that's, that's that way deal. we can have our workshop and they can have their See, workshop. See, it's a good idea. And, well, that's I. I I'll show you some schematics. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. back to the. No, he thought it up. No, 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 no. Well, but I think that I, that sort of falls in the idea that I am considering. I'm my dream house. I I understand I'm weird, so this doesn't really count as like a normative thing. <laughs> but the amount, at least our generation, talking specifically, I don't know if, Alberto, you're far enough down the road to even know if you have these feelings or not. We are way, way okay with living with roommates the way you would in college. 
just yeah. extending that out. I never was. Well, yeah. no matter what age. Yeah. Because I always grew up on myself. Uh, like I was that introverted kid. I was the one that was picked on. So I just always grew up on myself. So it was always one of those, I don't want roommates. You know, yeah, I, I always made an effort not to have them. That's or, interesting. Yeah, I, w- I don't know what I would do if I didn't have a roommate. I've lived with roommates for the past nine years. I'd I, rather live alone. That okay. was me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> see, because I was never any good at actually making money for myself, I just recited to the fact that I'm going to have to have roommates because <laughs> I, I will never be successful enough to live on my own. But I... You know, what you were saying about uh, about should you live too close? Like, I think you should move, like, far away yeah. from family if you don't want to hang out with them. I mean, the fact that I live as close as I do is actually just purely coincidental. Because the <laughs> house just worked, and it just yeah. happened to be on the side of the town that the family lived in. But yes. if, if the house didn't work... And there was a house somewhere really far away. <laughs> we would have picked How, up. Yeah, the proximity of that house to where my family was would have made absolutely like no, it wouldn't have made any difference in making that decision. And to <laughs> contrast that relationship <laughs> with your parents, right? <laughs> I had come to the, under, at about 30 years old, I came to the realization that one day I'm going to have to take care of my mom. So I came to terms with that really early on, thinking to myself, you know, there, there comes a point in time in every man's life where he has to take care of his parents somewhere, somehow, some way. And they took care of me and they still do. You know, my mom still try, buys the groceries sometimes. You know what I mean? Just weird shit like that. And you're just like, okay, mom, you know, you can't argue it. But it's a, it's a mom. Like yeah. my mom would say, it's just her being a mother. You know, and it, and it is. But I had to, now I have to be the dad to this right. mom. You know, I have to be the man of the house and that's part of this age thing because at what point in life do you really come to terms with these things where now you have to understand that, well, if my girlfriend has a problem with my mom living at the house, we all have to talk about this because there's going to be a point in time within a couple of years where my mom probably can't ever leave the house without us or something like that. So there's like, you know, we're going to have to come to terms with these things. And we've talked about this no, in the past. You know, she's the making unfortunate- a first- it's the unfortunate age thing. Yeah. You know, um, and my mom doesn't have and anybody. Unfortunately, that, that happens to everybody if you live long enough. <laughs> this is an interminable problem. Yeah. So it I think is. it's important to like what Nicole was saying, that you have this separation. You go and sow your wild oats. That's why it's part of so many cultures that, you know, devil's playground in the Amish culture where you can, they set them free. And if you want to come back, we'll let you back. But if you come back, you had your year. <laughs> you know, don't don't be don't be like that anymore. So they give you a chance to experience the world, and then you can come back and do something. I'm sorry, I feel like I'm taking up. Oh no, 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 it's good stuff. But I think it's important. In in in, at what age do people come up with that? You you're know, the old one here. We have to we have to forecast what our lives are going to be based on what your lives were. How old are you? Thirty-seven. Thirty-seven. Almost okay. thirty-eight. Sounds now. good. Shit, a couple months. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's coming up quick. Yeah, forty is coming up quick. <laughs> I may not be a good, you know, marker for that because I don't feel 40. I don't have the typical. I remember when I first moved here 10 years ago, I was 27, and my boss was 32 with two kids that were already three or four years old and the suburban house and the whole nine yards. And, you know, he's my boss. At that time, was five years younger. So, you know, the, 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 that whole whatever, the air you get still matched. He's older. He's my boss. That why, you know, wisdom thing. But when I became 32 and then 33 and 34 and 35, it, you start to realize that, holy shit, my life is really different than those people at the same age. You know, things don't work in that linear fashion of what you're expected 
to do it by a certain age and what you actually wind up doing. Oh yeah, you can't. That's very true. It's not. It's not reasonable to ever compare your current situation to what other people is or your future situation yeah. people either to what other people are because there's different circumstances that led them to what they did whether it was luck or effort or one thing or another. So you can't look at someone else's life and be like, man, why don't I have a white picket fence and the dog running around in the backyard? It's like, no, I'm not to that stage where that's important to me right now. I'm going to do me right now. I'm going to figure out what exactly that means. If, and if further down the line I get there, awesome. And if I don't, you know what? That's cool too, frankly. <laughs> so that's, that's a really that, important that's thing That's not everybody's point of view. You know, right. Like not everybody I was going to say, that that's very ungreedy. Frankly, yeah, and you know, I, I sort of have that point of view. I've always had that point. I've had to because I've had so much shit in my life that I couldn't move on to the next day if I held on to so much anger or or expectations or whatever. Right. You know, like you had to let it go and just say hey, whatever today brings, fucking just go with it. You know, um, but you know, it was it was Mitchell's point about w what the expectations were, what age you you know you are, like eighteen, you. Are you expected to go to college and do this and do this? What if you take a few years off? You know? Alberto, if you decide that college really is bullshit, <laughs> will your mom put up with that? Um, like, <laughs> what? Okay, what do you mean put up with it? Like, will she let me stay in the house? <laughs> what ramifications would there be in your life for seeing through the <laughs> college system? <laughs> Seeing through the lies, um, I don't. I'm, I'm not recommending I was, doing that. Yeah, <laughs> just saying if it happened. I figured. I figured I don't plan to not do it. But um, let's. Uh, I don't. I'd like to think that my mom like wouldn't disown me or anything like Would that. Would your mom suddenly conjure another plan for you? I really don't think so. She's not that involved in what your direction has been? She's not involved in what I do in that way. Like, okay. she, she's very much like, if when you become an adult, you make those decisions for yourself, and you need to figure out what's best for you and stuff like that. So it's, when you become an adult. She'd need a reason. She would let you do whatever it is you wanted to do, but it would have to be, like, an acceptable reason. Mm. Like, you couldn't just say, oh, I'm just not going to college. It's like... I guess it's difficult to watch your son be a college-bound student in every capacity, you know, take the tests, do, do well in school, do the get the extracurriculars, just be perfectly lined up, and then just decide, eh, it's not for me. Like, how, how, what led you I to mean, believe no, that, that that's it's not for you? But the reason I ask Alberto is he's on the cusp of being part of a generation where students are going to start making that choice. Right, where because experience be... matters so much more than well, a college degree I, now. I wish I wish I would have known that that was a choice. The not I going, the not, <laughs> the, the yes. not going to college is a much more you know acceptable choice today. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's yeah, I think yeah, it's what it's, you're getting at. Well, right, it's, okay. it, it's not common, but it's now an argument you can make. Yeah, yeah. it this was is, not for us. Well, before no, this it was is, taboo. Is, yeah, before it was like, no, years. there's no way of saying telling my parents I can't go to college. Yeah, yeah. it wasn't an option. Like that's just what you did. Yeah, yeah, when we when we three of us at least graduated in 2007, that was the Mitchell's thing pointing to, do. to the 26 year old cohort yes. here. 26, yeah. 27. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it took me until junior year of college to decide that that was not for me because I didn't <laughs> like it at all, and yeah. I I hated the experience. Um, but yeah, one semester. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, speaking of age, do you think maybe people go to college too young? Like, do you need time to some people figure, probably figure more stuff out? Yeah, I, I think. Uh, I mean, personally, I might have been better served if I took a year off and just did random things, just work. Might have like known um, about yourself better and known yeah. like, How you that, know that physics I, was not I for don't. you. That's the that's the thing. <laughs> so 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 you have nothing yet. Irony though, because the whole point of college is to get work. Is is. Yeah. Became that, but one of the one of the primary tentpoles of university was supposed to be to let you figure out who you were. But there's no room for it that. Feels and like, that's no longer. Yeah. <laughs> well, that, that, it feels you like that was. You're so far behind. Yeah, it and feels like one, that was not the case when I was in college. At one all, thing so. I see that that's we're talking about the cultural changes of the modern, like white America, in a sense, you know. And I say that because that's where we are. Right. You know, we're in water. Suburban Orlando. Yeah. yeah. yeah this is white America. Yes. And, and like, I, I think I was going somewhere with that. I don't know where you're going. The, 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 the cultural changes <laughs> that, that, that have happened, I was going somewhere with that. Now I fucking forgot. <laughs> Damn it. Well, it almost salvaged it. Like, you were dropping it, you almost forgetting where you are in the same spot. It's really easy to edit. Okay. <laughs> that sounds good. <laughs> See, you weren't on track, and now we're all behind. Just like... Uh, yeah, you exactly. It's just, just a metaphor for life. <laughs> so, the, the, one of the things I've always noticed about a lot of... I don't want to say you particularly, but, you know, folks you in your people. age group and... and you kids. You, you kids. You okay. people. I, I've noticed that a lot of times you're, the, the parents provide, and I, again, I'm not picking on anyone in particular, so I don't know anybody's parents really, except for Nicole's and David's, but, you know, the, a lot of these parents provide more than enough for their children. They provide them everything. If you want to go to college, here, we saved up for that. You go to college. If you want this, here, we saved up for every opportunity you have right at your disposal and it's up to you to take it but one thing i've never seen people really really do a great job is instilling a goal you know what i mean so like fostering an interest in what you want to do instead of just saying hey you're good at this okay go take a couple classes whatever happened to following through with that for a year two years three years and then developing the, that child in that way that's that's what made my question to alberta that's what brought that to my mind was the idea that your mom would not impose that plan on you. Your mom doesn't have designs for who you will be other than allowing you to be whoever you happen to want to become if you ever do figure that out. Right. Like, Sorry. she she doesn't know. She doesn't... She'd probably be okay with you being a doctor. <laughs> but the fact that you want to become a doctor at this juncture, mm -hmm. which, is that still the plan? That's still the plan. Yeah, you still want to go to med school. The fact that she supports you in that decision is entirely logistical. It's not that she has some... She doesn't see you and think doctor right, no. and like figure out how to make you that, <laughs> whether you want to be that or not. Like She doesn't have that prescriptive character to her. No, she doesn't have designs. And I don't even know if she really like would have a plan for it. I think she would just do her best, I at least like to think again, that she would do her best to support whatever I felt would make me... like. Give me the best life that I think I could have. The best version of Alberto you could become. Exactly. That's what she's interested in. Yeah. She doesn't actually know what that looks like, but, but she wants to way. push you <laughs> to do that. Her design for me is to be happy and a full, and a full human being. And right. so whatever I feel would really get me there, well, most of the things, great. I mean, unless it's like some stupid decision, she'll support me in it. I mean, we, we, oh, sorry. Are we, I was going to say that we have two sets of siblings here. I was wondering if there was like a difference in the expectations of your parents. Um, so 
Nicole and David. Okay. This is tough. Okay, here, I, I don't know, I don't know if I want to divulge all the way down there. I just want to say this. My experience growing up with my parents is 180 different experience than David experienced growing up with my parents. Like, we grew up in two totally different universes. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this was not an age gap problem. This was... This was Combination socioeconomic, geographical, like everything is circumstantial. Right. Yeah. yeah, so too many variables. Gender, there's just, a lot of everything yes. was different. Yeah. Yes, uh, yes, yeah, yeah. And there, there's that thing with gender too. I, I know my mom is only a year older than than her younger brother, uh, her her of her four of her three brothers, her younger brother, and she was not encouraged to go to college at all. Like, oh wow, her, she her was parents, that far back. Yeah, it was that yeah. far back. She was just uh, her parents pretty much expect, and her parents are. Supportive of her now, uh, in 2015. <laughs> but back then, uh, my understanding is that they just wanted her to get married and have kids. Do the standard the, issue uh, the thing in the late yeah. early 80s, early 80s. I yeah. mean, for yeah. what it's worth, my mom wanted me to get married and have kids. Yeah, like that was. She's still kind of bummed. That's not the route. Of it. <laughs> well, yeah, my mom's bummed that you know we're not going to have kids. Yeah. you know what I mean because yeah. she loves the babies too. But she didn't disown you. No, for not doing so. Oh. And there's, I've seen enough movies, old, I've seen old enough movies to, un, I don't, it must just, it must be past Gen Y, but there was a time, there had to have been a time when people told you things like, you're never going to make it as this, you should be doing, like, that yeah. prescriptive. Yeah. That was right pre-Gen Xers. The Gen Xer, that generation, yeah. was the generation that was sort of like, we're not taking this bullshit from, you know, or whatever. Uh -oh. What's going on here? we got other generations here. Oh, man. Speaking of which. <laughs> I'm no longer the oldest one in the room. <laughs> Come join me. We put our walkers over here in the corner. <laughs> Should we make room on the couch? Yeah. Well, the, again, the mic is facing toward the couch. Yeah. So oh, yeah. Just you know. rotate this way, buddy. Oh, right here. I guess I can go this yeah, way. Yeah, put me on the end. We'll arrange right. by age. <laughs> it's, it's an age oh, range. Range. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to have to talk to my agent. <laughs> moderator over here. Probably not, yeah. stuff that I asked for in the green room either. No, <laughs> probably not. How's it going, Dad Paddock? Uh, pretty good, <laughs> son Paddock. Alright, who are you? Uh, Within the context of a conversation about age. Who am I? I'm a prematurely old uh, specimen. Pretty... Uh, Representative of the the more gung ho side of my generation, I think. <laughs> At the age, the young old age of fifty five this year. Okay, so we do. We now we represent the eighteen to fifty five demographic. So we are <coughs> fully <laughs> seventeen. 17. Even, Even more inclusive. Under age <laughs> through, we're good. We've got everything covered. This is a podcast for everyone. Now. Not bad. Very good. Excellent. Everyone who matters to advertisers, at least. Yes. <laughs> do, you, do you have any advertisers that we need to, to talk about? That's next. Plug. This Man, podcast this is brought to you by iTunes and Squarespace, but I pay them. So <laughs> I was gonna say it's uh, what the, I'm not, the way things I'm are not, going downhill. Okay. Invite me over. Yeah. It'll next will be advertising. Yeah. <laughs> I'm waiting till the six month mark to think about that. But there's uh, so no, I just. Uh, now to catch you up to speed, we were just talking about, we were talking about parental expectation and like <laughs> movement. See, this is, this is why this is why it seemed important to have you Great here. Answer. You're the only one here that that has raised children to 
you know, adulthood. If yeah. you want to call Grace that adulthood. Yeah. To survivordom. Yeah. No, actually, <laughs> We're still alive! Hey, 18 and none of them have been to jail. I met my, uh, you know, I met my base requirement. <laughs> the neighborhood I came from, uh, I'm batting a thousand comparatively. <laughs> so was that, was, was the neighborhood you came from and that you, your, your childhood experience, was that a motivation for you to raise your children differently than the way you were... Raised, or shall I say not raised? Uh, slightly. Uh, I think it's more, uh, I had the, uh, the deranged, you know, coke and quaalude addict, uh, white picket fence, uh, little picture that I had no, you know, it was as much a dream as anything I'd ever done, mm -hmm. because I had no idea what that looked like. Uh, in reality. Sure wasn't in, in, sure in my neighborhood. <laughs> and uh, so... It was, uh, I had this little idea of how you sort of kind of should do it. Uh, too bad it was completely superficial. You know, it's always what happens when you look in from the outside with having no idea how it really works. Uh, oh, as soon as you step you in know. it, you step on a pile of dogs. Well, you yeah. say, it's like, oh, the sun is hot. Okay, so the sun's hot. I can deal with that until you get, you know, right next to it. And then it, of course, incinerates you. Um, <laughs> yeah, the sun only seems mostly warm and that you can deal with it right up until you fly into it. Yeah. <laughs> it's cozy right before you get yeah. it, right? Is that what you're saying? Well, it seems it's to get a, a cozy little warmer. feeling until that actually comes to fruition. Well, it's always, it's just like everything else. You say... Well, it's getting a little warmer here, but I think I can deal with it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then it just keeps getting warmer. You yeah. keep reassessing how warm it is and how much you can deal with but it. But by the time you're, yeah, by the time you're, you're already so overcommitted. Well, you're close enough, gravity's got you, and, you know, you're out of fuel, and, <laughs> and you're old. So you, you kind of quit fighting. <laughs> but it did, it did influence the way you raised your children. Oh, my, of course, my yeah. upbringing hugely. Uh, I, that's why I hired my wife. And <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's technically how it worked. Of course, now she'll be mad because she's been referenced here. She said, you better not talk about me. We, are, we already oh, did. Oh, cover that one. I mean, we already we closed the loop, basically, because I well, call her a professional mother. It. You have, well, but you so. guys have no... Uh, you guys have no skin in the game. She gets half my money if she gets pissed off. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a little difference uh, going on there. Uh, so <laughs> we'll talk so true. You guys just don't get to come over for Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> Dude, how are we going to get out of that? <laughs> just piss your mother off enough. Dude, we'd still have to come over because she'd be, no matter what we did, she'd be more pissed off. If we didn't show up on Thanksgiving, because oh, well. that's what I've learned my whole life. It doesn't matter what you do, that's just show crime. up for the Hallmark holidays. That's right. Well, it just shows you. She <laughs> still has the, she understands the traditional thing. She's uh, fully vested in it to me. It's like, oh, they didn't come over again. <laughs> <laughs> how are my stocks doing? <laughs> that's actually... How many of the holidays do you guys celebrate? Like extra holidays with your parents, given the way that you guys like are as tight knit as a family. Do you guys like make excuses to do that kind of stuff? I mean, I ate dinner with I ate for a long time dinner with my dad like once a week. There were no holidays. Um, yeah, see, that's okay. I'm I'm over at my dad my mother's house about once a week, maybe a little bit less at this point because of classes. But like, I try to be there as often as I can. I don't need an excuse to hang out with my mom. Like, I'm bored. It's Saturday. 
call my mom and see if I can hang out. Like, that's totally fine by me. Your middle name, Patrick. Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we actually, we actually we have s- one of those. <laughs> see, so it's not it's not a complete genetic anomaly that some people actually like their parents. I know because we, we, we had to yeah because we had to set a guideline that we would meet once a month. So if there's two holidays in one month, you get to pick one. You either get That's Veterans it. Day or Thanksgiving. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See, I have. If there's well, like four birthdays that month, we all celebrate them. You get this. one day to do all of them. God so knows you wouldn't want to hang out together more than one day a month. Exactly. We try to celebrate your birthday on July 4th. I think it was driving your mom nuts, even. No, she was okay with it. Everyone else was getting a little I think she'd be okay if everybody moved back in. Yeah. And at this point, she wouldn't even notice if you guys moved in. She'd probably think you were these guys. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) She just wants, if you occupied the bedrooms, she just, that's what she'd associate with. (laughs) There's somebody there. Could be an exchange. Maybe you guys should get an exchange. Well, I mean, here, back me up. Uh, I've told you to. You know, what did I admonish you to? To take your mother out to lunch and I'll pay for it. I mean, you know, just... Uh, see, I forgot about the second half. I paid for that. Uh, well, that's okay. I'm okay with that. But you know, it's just don't forget the first half. You know, it's like... Uh, I, I personally have a philosophy of that if you have to have a holiday to get together, then they probably aren't really your friends anyways. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's a really, like... Baseline, good way of putting it. <laughs> if you need an excuse to if see you someone, excuse, you don't want to see them. <laughs> like, you're maintaining a facade at that point. See, <laughs> like, there we go. And the millennial what, generation and Gen X have come together. And that's what holidays mean at the end. I thought, no, well, I'm, I'm you're right at the... X, you're almost the baby Well, that's, I'm, I'm right at the... I'm in the... You're, like, right on the out edge I'm of the I'm the worst groups. part. I'm yeah. yeah. So that's why I retired early, because if I didn't get old earlier... I'd be screwed because I'd be at the back end of all the old people, and God knows you don't want to be at the back end of a group of old people. <laughs> <laughs> so I just got 10 years older really quick. Yeah. So I think that's, what, uh, that's what the holidays mean. The holidays mean everything's still okay. Like, from whatever perspective that actually means, if we're still hanging out on the holidays, there's still a baseline here. Yeah. We're still at least trying to save face. That's why Thanksgiving and Christmas is so important to the parents. That back when... Were holidays strict adherences anywhere in your neighborhood? Yeah. My house? Yeah. I remember having a Thanksgiving or two. Um, There wasn't a reverence for it? We did Christmas. Kind of. I mean, sure. Thanksgiving or two. We well, you guys wouldn't guy. recognize Christmas at my house. It wouldn't. It doesn't. It wouldn't be. Oh any- no! I grew up in Jamro's Christmas, and David, wow. you're even too young to remember when Christmas. Yeah. Was fucking Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> you never experienced yeah. that. I did get the tail guys, end of that one. Yeah, you guys. Uh, you know, you wouldn't. You wouldn't say it was Christmas if you had had my Christmases. You know, you your Christmases were a very different version of Christmas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it, uh, no, we did. And, but I mean, but that, was a, did, that was a fully socioeconomic. The only th- that was a money. No, we just didn't give a shit. Okay. I mean, we, I mean, it's not like just, we were, not like we had much family. I, the, the only Thanksgiving I remember vividly at all is my aunt, uh, my mom's older sister was in town for some reason. And at Thanksgiving, and she, they got all mad because I was, I mean, I must have been 13, between 12 and 15-ish or something. And, of course, we were, you know, getting done cooking. And, of course, how did I announce 
uh, that it was time for Thanksgiving dinner, I said, come on, you people, or this shit will all get cold. Mm -hmm. (laughs) 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 That was was my, uh, you know, lovable self uh, uh, showing itself. (laughs) You look like you wanted to. Oh, no, I'm good. Okay. (laughs) Thought you were. So you, you have normal holidays. I mean, obviously your sister's thinks to that Mitchell. you were yes. too far away at me. forty-five minutes away. So <laughs> yes, me Mitchell. Um, yes, uh, I mean my sister is a little annoyed that I moved across the other side of Orange County, which isn't even that big a county. Um, she older, to be fair, younger. she's younger. She's far away, she's you. two years younger. Yeah, you, you she were very attached growing up, or yeah, my family was pretty close. Okay. We we. Uh, did all the holidays and all that other stuff, and I'm going over to my parents' house on Thanksgiving, and yeah. Very good. It should be exciting. So she's mad that you live so far away and she can't pick on you easier? Yeah, I guess that's the reason. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, or that's I, uh, she interesting concept. Yeah. In my world, uh, move further away. Well, I've got the exact opposite thing. I'm, you know, in discussions to make sure that my brother stays on the other side of the planet, <laughs> or, yeah. or. Or we're going to have some problems. <laughs> Welcome to the club. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, all my core family, like, none of none of us have moved away from Orlando since we've been here. My aunt and uncle and cousins and grandparents and myself and my parents and my sister all still live here. Well, to like we have for the past 18 years. <laughs> the way you started this, though, when you started talking about the topic, you brought up it was when you turned 27 and it got you thinking about age to begin with. Mm-hmm. So, you know, what about... Turning 27 recently brought that to mind. Is it bumming you out that you're not somewhere else in life by this <laughs> point? Or, you know, are you okay with it? Maybe. And I don't know. I mean, just trying to get out why that was important. That's a good question. Yeah, I mean, I'm happy with where I am right now, but I see some of my other friends who are even younger, such as David uh, or even my sister who own their own house, uh, whereas I'm still renting an apartment. I don't know that I ever want to own a house. So Enrique. All right. Yeah. This is a this is a shade of gray. I'm happy with living in an apartment, but at this point, because so many of my friends, uh, even younger ones, have started owning their own houses, it feels like apartments are just kind of uh, maybe a stopgap, maybe just a, a transition, uh, whereas it could be just a, a permanent thing where I. We don't have hey, to take care of okay, us. I don't know. Yeah, if you, if you don't like having to maintain stuff, yeah. live in an apartment your whole life. <laughs> I, can, I can call our maintenance it's, guys. You will have can... way more free time. I mean, if yeah. I could drill holes in the apartment, I would I maybe would have stayed. Like, well, I mean, your apartment was I think also... your apartment was drilling holes in you. Yeah, your, <laughs> your apartment was kind of killing you. No, 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 no. The... I would have maybe chosen a different apartment, but I mean, <laughs> the reason I want a house, I mean, the equity thing is, like, sure, that's its own argument, but it's the, the malleability of the house. Yes. It's being able to do whatever I want. To we used to own apartments. Uh, people never, that never stopped anyone from drilling holes in the wall if they wanted to. Okay. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's, I mean, I think that... That brings up, you know, the socioeconomic issue again, you know, with buying a house nowadays is different than it was even 10 years ago before the, or during the big bubble. I mean, you can get a hundred percent financing for a house that was worth, you know, priced at a hundred thousand dollars over the real value of that house. Right. It was ridiculous for kids who, who had good credit that could receive a $175,000 loan between two mortgages, of course, and they screw you out of, you know, so it's one of those, like, you can get into it and fail miserably, or you can do it smart and, you know, save your money, and if, when you're ready to do it, go ahead and do it. Which know? is what I'm kind of trying to do, but at the same point, we talked a little bit earlier about uh, not 
comparing yourself to other people. Yeah. It's hard not to, though. <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> you, you, need, you, need a reference point. Yeah. you need a reference point in some yeah. way, you know? Yeah, that, you also hang around those people, so... I do. I should stop hanging around yeah, with people. Yeah, you, you probably should. You should probably <laughs> cut all those ties. Yeah, yeah I just... No, look at it just... See, here's the, the old guy way of looking at it. Is It's just the opposite. It's like I told the kids when they were growing up. I'm the only one in our neighborhood who doesn't have a swimming pool. I said, it just means you have to not piss off at least one of your neighbors. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's right. If you want to go swimming, you know. <laughs> so you save money that way. It's just that's... not going to be in my backyard. But see, the model the model you have is is that you get to hang out with all the people. If you want to, if you want to see what having a house is like, you get to sit on the couch. But you don't have to go through all the. You don't have to replace the toilet and stuff. You get to go home. I know you yeah, get to. It's like being a grand. It's like being parts. a grandparent. You get to yeah, go, yeah. you know, sugar up the little kids and then go home. <laughs> yeah, that's. Uh, and there's something to be said about that. There's there's nothing wrong. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. With renting for the rest of your life. I'm serious. There isn't. Yeah. Because it takes a certain type of somebody, and I think a lot of people don't realize what it is, but to own a house to well, I don't deal know. with this. I've got a lot of money in mortgage REITs. So you really do need to go buy a house and keep paying that damn mortgage. <laughs> but that's a bigger, more complicated problem that's, for another podcast. That's an old person thing. Yeah, yeah there's hey, an old person. Yeah. Speaking of I got to live yes. off the money I have in the bank for the rest of my life. Good. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So it's a very relevant thing for some of us old people. Yes. Yes, it is. Don't buy a mortgage if you can't pay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we don't like those uh, early uh, swap outs on this morning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I have the ground. I'm renting a house. There you go. Mm-hmm. That works too. You can't have a dog without a backyard, so an apartment is never really in my future. <laughs> my dogs, at least, so you oh, can probably have a like sub twenty pound dog. Once again, I we oh, owned apartments, and there were plenty of knuckleheads who owned dogs yeah, and fine. lived in apartments. In Texas, you had to, you wouldn't have any uh, renters if you didn't let people have, have dogs, dogs in the damn yeah. apartments. Well, no, it's not the case that like they won't allow it. It's just it seems unfair to a dog. Again, any dog. That's above, what I mean. Like, if you're any respond- dog above twenty pounds, does the uh, an apartment's not big enough? Yeah, it's just Don't more of a responsible dog owner s- thing. You'll, you'll shake your head at all the people walking their big huskies and yeah. Saint Bernards and Newfoundland. You're like, hey. you live in New York City on a fifth floor walk up in the Lower East Side. Like, what are you thinking? You yeah. know. And, but they raise lots of kids in those. Yes, they do. <laughs> and it's just as much of a shithole. It raises five kids and a two plus two in, uh, in mm-hmm. New York. Yeah. Well, I mean, all the people that worked for me when I was... Ugh, Murphy, he had two kids in a one and a half bedroom pretty much in, New, in, in like Queens. And it's paying $2,500 a month in rent. And it just boggled the mind. And when you go there and you see the AC unit, it looks like it's from 1941. And you're like, yo, we're responsible for that. Really? <laughs> you rent this place for 2500 They don't even take care of the window unit? That's just a city thing. Man. I know, man. It's terrible over there. But that's a U.S. thing. That's yeah. a first world problem. Yes, uh, it is. You know, even having air conditioning for the main part, but we're just used to having lots of space. So. Mm-hmm. Well, you can't not have air conditioning in Florida. That would be... Nobody <laughs> lived here before they invented yeah. central uh, air. Yes, they did. Yeah, uh, well, not that many. old people. Yeah. The old people now didn't have air conditioning <laughs> yeah. because they had terrazzo floors and uh, low ceilings. They feel... And and once you get old, you lose your, or really old, you lose your... Your sensors. A little well, bit, yeah. This, but they were they were kids when... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, 35 years ago. Yeah. Hey, 
We had no air conditioning. We lived in the valley, and it was a, uh, you know, oh, it's a dry heat. It's a hundred and freaking ten. It's uh, yeah. it's, it's heat. <laughs> it's dry heat. Schmai heat. It's still hot as hell. <laughs> so, yeah, people can live. It's amazing what people can do if That's they have no other choice. Right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But we've become, you well, know, like I human said, experience first world problems is not having air conditioning when it's hot outside. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I can't imagine living like the Middle East. It gets like 120 there. You get used to it. You must. That's why you wear. You're born in it. You get used to it. Yeah, Yeah. the body is incredibly adaptable. You leave the door open on the tent. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Pretty much. And then it it drops to like you know 50 degrees at night. Yeah. So you know. It's one thing I I liked when I was a kid is I never got cold. Because I guess when you're when you're smaller, your body heat is more compact, so yeah. it takes longer for you to actually get cold. Now I'm used to living in when it's 85 degrees out with your blood high humidity. Stage. Now if it gets to like 40s, I'm starting to get cold. It's no, it's that's no cold. Good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> even 50s. Human beings. Uh, I, I put a sweater on. We'll die eventually in 40 yeah. degree weather if they oh, just yeah. stand out there for. <laughs> yeah, we'll go hike. The ice man is proving. We'll go hike. I mean, people live in Canada and. They do it. I don't know. Well, people. Uh, <laughs> I like the unanimous agreement on living. living. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you call it living. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you call it people. I don't know if you call it living. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what do you say? Good time to break? Yes. Sure. Okay. So we have to go do an unage appropriate thing by going oh. to the cloak and blaster. The nerd nice. neck beard? Yes. The yes. cloak and blaster. <laughs> Where are you going there? Because I'm with We her. got yeah. invited to a party for someone nice. that's closer to our age than your guys' age, which is the surprising aspect. Yeah, we were surprised that he picked it's that. It's a nerdy bar? Yes, yes the nerdy bar. It is, and I which goes don't to show think that, that very many people there are under 30, but there are some. Yeah, well, yeah. it just goes to we'll show that... We'll be there! Like, yeah, <laughs> it was a generation right after mine, because mine was that in-between, where we were kind of like, whatever, but then every... We didn't have everything that... We didn't have the internet when we were 12. Yeah. I had the internet when I was 20 or, or 18 is when I first got it. So our experience in life in general in this new world is different than yours, 10 years it's behind true. me. So, you know, 10 years later, you all have the internet from the day you're born almost. And that's oh, a different no. experience. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I appreciate the variety in things too. Like uh, craft really beer is kind of a new phenomenon that wasn't a thing 20 years ago. Where you know, only had not in Orlando. If you lived in Seattle. You're yeah. drinking craft beer that has a printed label. Yeah. That's not craft beer. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay. This is from see, Colorado. I guess it doesn't this count. Is what, so. This is what people have been. See, this <laughs> is the problem with your generation. You'll believe anything. <laughs> <laughs> Especially if it's on Facebook. You've been so... You've been so you've been so marketed to your entire life, so and yeah. sophisticatedly marketed. Yeah. I mean, they used to have used to have like girls with big tits and stuff. So you know, that's, yeah, that's 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 yeah. the level all it was. You know, that's all we had. It's like you had a girl with big tits. That's what sold everything. When and I they photoshopped like a cop and now, in the ice. You know, but now like they make you think that it's yeah. craft. They they've gotten to the point where you think that it's craft beer with a printed label. I mean, that's like a multicolor shiny printed label. Oh, well, I mean, the internet. The internet is rapidly imploding on that exact premise because the Skinner box of advertising mm-hmm. has practically dilapidated. Pendulum swings. You just well, it. No one from our generation can't recognize marketing just straight out of anywhere. Like yeah. we. But we appreciate we are, good marketing. That's well, you twist, can see no, that. that's the twist we added yeah. to this equation where we now suddenly start appreciating it because it is not only just absolutely everywhere, but it has to be so clever and insidious to work 
at all. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because you're so inundated that it's diluted. We are yeah. becoming connoisseurs of it. Yes. Well, you yes. fooled yourself into yes. thinking you're not being fooled, so the fooling has to be really good. Yeah. yeah. It's, become, <laughs> it's become layered. Yeah. Alberto, as the only person sorry, here sorry. who has lived in the internet, yeah. is your life immeasurably Wait improved by yeah. this? <laughs> I, I don't know if he has I, a I reference. Need to fix your... Your tint is a little off. Let me, since you're in, you're in the internet. I can just Photoshop you right here. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I mean, like, like, connectivity in a way that even we did not, like, it, it wasn't a thing our whole lives. No, yeah. it's a fun, it's a fun perspective. A lot of people mention the plight of the 90s kid or whatever, but they're, the, the only relevant part about it is we grew up on Jackson Pogs too. Like, at least yeah, for the first half was, of our... It was possible to escape the... The computer vortex. The ubiquity of electronics like, and like, media. Yeah. You have boxes. No, that's that's a deliberate escape. Board games, Every almost every board game on that shelf was invented after the year 2000 as a retribution against computer games. Yes. Like they didn't exist. Not Clue. No, a couple of them, no. <laughs> no that's Clue version, DVD. So that's Clue DVD. Uh, okay. <laughs> I caught that. Yeah. You yeah. get Monopoly up there. That's 1930s. Yeah, that's like the one example. And that's the yeah. one game no one will play because oh, everybody geez, hates terrible. it. Yeah, it's, <laughs> That's because it was, it was designed a long time ago when people were stupid about board games. I mean, maybe I'm just being myopic about it. Do you escape the computer vortex? Is this still physically Or does it just I mean, yeah. feel like it's part of you? I like to think so. I like who's the only movies. person who's like fondling his phone the entire time we're sitting here? Oh my god, if you think I'm bad, you should see some of the other people that I'm like. Especially no, I'm really like other people well aware. who do this constantly and like flip it, a, like turn put it Put a nipple on it. And they constantly <laughs> need to have their phone in their hands. And I don't know, I'm really bad about it right now, but I'm not usually that bad. I'm not usually that bad. Since that's what we're talking about, it's a fun observation. It's okay, you can keep playing with it. Well, it's just, <laughs> I, try, I try to escape from it. Like, I do have friends who enjoy board games or, like, do enjoy playing other but do you, kinds of but, card games. But like your experience with the internet, is it is it, like, second nature to you? you like, just, absolutely. Can you live without it? Let me put it that way. If your mom took your phone oh, away from you for a week. Or just say, ugh, like, something happened where, like, wait, wait, the ugh, internet right? was down. It, <laughs> and, here, and here I am from a different 20 years older than you. And, and, and you're 20 years older than me, so you have a different experience too. But mine is like, I'm thinking about, hey, we don't have to sell any animals for a couple of months because it's that time of year we're shipping, we're not going to ship. Cool. I'm just going to turn my Facebook off for a couple of months and just <laughs> fuck that shit for a while. Like, I don't want any, I don't want to answer another message or anything if I don't have no, that's, to. That's, I can't even kind of imagine saying, like, I have all this time, so I'm going to get rid of my social media. I can't think of that at all. That's and like, that's you think difference. you have spare that's time, you can spend more time on social media. Precisely. Yeah, that's right. Maybe that's not right. on social media, not social media, but, like, just in the internet doing stuff. Okay. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> Reddit, anything. Exactly. I mean, for what it's worth... I would have a hard time not being on the internet for a week now. That would well, be. Well, I would too tough. now because my job and everything yeah. else and et cetera, et cetera. But that's it's what just, you're doing. I was on a cruise for a week once. We didn't have any internet, but I was busy the whole time. So. But I can live without social media. I don't have to interact with the world through the internet. Exactly. I can work <laughs> through the internet, get my emails and whatever. And, but I don't have to be on Facebook, for instance. I can turn that off and not feel like, oh my god. I need to go back. Yeah, but all our business is through Facebook. That's the only reason. <laughs> the only reason why I'm still on Facebook. But that's just the media. I mean, it could be, you know, you could have reps are us. You know, there could be a website that you could run your own website and not do Facebook. 
Well, Facebook is our, is our That's advertising. really tough. It's our marketing. Yeah. Well, it's an exposure. That's, so Facebook exposure has just become... Well, but of course, I'm, me talking, what did I do? I'm... Because I, you know, because I don't want to text 14 people. Blah, okay, blah, blah, blah. I want to bring up a good... I, I threw shit on Facebook. I wish I had a bot no, stupid okay. company. I yeah, thought it was shit. so stupid. Okay, no. so, okay. So, so the, the, like, in my entire life, you went on business trips. No one ever knew, like, where you were for the most part. <laughs> and nobody knew when you were coming back. Now, with social media... Everyone. I actually am aware of where you are, and that never happened in my life before. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but of course, we, we had that Stone Age technology, the phone, and but, the beeper. but I didn't, Yeah, but nobody, pat-offs don't do phone. Oh, yeah. Well, but I could have at least informed your mother phone a little more. Phone is emergency. Old. Yeah. I, I yeah. could have informed your mother a little more, and, uh, you know, then she could have dispersed the, uh, the my whereabouts. But it's like it didn't matter. I was... I was out chasing a brontosaur, and you know, sometimes you got to go a couple hills over, and sometimes <laughs> they're heavy, and dragging it back is harder. And so, but I was, you know, coming back eventually. <laughs> does, does anyone here use like cell phone proper phone calls on a regular basis outside of work? I cringe when I hear my phone ring. I've got oh, cool, you I've actually, got cool okay, rings. Okay, so this, oh, okay. this comes full circle. So <laughs> oh 18, my god, right? Seventeen oh. and fifty-five. You both. Call people. I mean, yeah. I use well. I only call people under duress for the most part. Well, no, that's what I, I mean. No, that's what I mean. talking I on the phone. If I don't have to. But your mother wants to talk, so I have to call her. I don't, really, don't you, don't you live there? Why do you? No, when he's away, he just drove back from. Well, oh, I mean, I have to listen to. It's not your fault, but it's your your parents. I mean, I have to listen to that. That your mom is gone, like. Go to the beach for the day or something, <laughs> and she's on the phone with your dad talking about, da, 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 you know, and I hear other people, you know, who aren't like gone for three weeks or something, yet they're, they're having a conversation, they're going to be back like the next day or something, yet they've had to call and talk multiple times in a day. What the hell do you have to talk about multiple <laughs> times in a day with someone who you see all the time anyways when they're only gone for a day? So, ah! <laughs> I don't understand. I, 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 we go a couple of days without talking. Okay, when you her. went to New York, I called you once the first day <laughs> and we it. texted for the rest of the week. But there was like a couple of nights where it was, you know, I fell asleep early and I didn't even get a text from Nicole. She probably passed out before, whatever. And it was like, no big deal. I wake up the next day and I send a text at lunch. Hey, I hope everything's going okay. You know what I mean? It's well, so and that's the step down. I mean, it's the same thing. I'd be gone for a week, and I, I wouldn't call your mother for a day or two just because I'm like working. I don't. Well, I don't got anything to say. Yeah, that's it. (laughs) Well, that's the other thing too. It's like I can talk to Nicole. So how how things going? Okay, then I work sucks. Yeah, usually it's like okay. Yeah, like the animals. You've got the checklist on the phone, so you can you can do the checklist. You know, how's the weather? It's when you get down to how's the weather. It's like okay, I guess it's time to hang up. Well, here's what here's what I think of it. To be honest with you, I think of it this way: when I get home, we'll sit there and babble to each other for like a couple of hours, like we're just catching up on our week. Fine, you know, but me being gone for a week also gives her a chance to like not deal with my bullshit and (laughs) me a chance not to deal with her bullshit and we just get to be away and you know, you miss each other, but like, you know, life goes on and stuff. You don't have to, we don't have that need to be like connected every minute. And talking is a direct interactive thing it's, it's like talking to customers and stuff like that it's like i, I don't want to talk to well i don't want to talk to people on the phone because i can't look in their eye and and so i can even though i'm having to say yes uh, we care about you and we're going to fix you you can look in straight in their eye and you can tell them you fucker 
you, you <laughs> screw me again, and I'm going to take you outside and stomp the shit out of you. Yeah, yeah. Okay? You know, the, you want to be able to look in someone's eyes. It's very hard to directly, you have to be very good to directly lie to someone when you're looking in their eyes. Yes. Anyone can talk shit on the phone. I know this. <laughs> we've, been, we've been interviewing. So, so, <laughs> yeah. Talking's interactive. It's like talking on the phone they sucks. Great on the phone, and they come in, and man, are they just bumbling messes. Yes. Yeah. You get like, all the face-to-face pressure of, like, having to think of a response on the spot, but you, uh, on the spot. But you get none of the like nonverbal cues from people. Yeah, when well, you're the phone's on the like phone. the internet. It's it's gone even just that much farther because it's it's where you know if you're you wouldn't call someone up and threaten them and stuff, but you you know you'll say things on the phone that you probably wouldn't say in person even, and it's just that much farther. Now you post whatever shit you want on the web. <laughs> yeah, you know, there's interpretive license. Well, even less, less filter. Well, but there's no interaction at all. You're just typing. So yes. you, know, you know you can be as evil as you want. You're barely even no, saying man. it to people. Like you could just you're just saying it to the well, website. You're not saying it to people at all. Some person reads you're it. You're saying it to yourself. Yeah, that's, that's what you're really doing. Man. It's like you're saying it's as important they, as you writing it into your own diary. They can't like, respond dynamically. Yeah. Yeah. Which is where on the phone emoji we, is supposed to bridge that gap. Oh, little pictures. Yes. Yeah. All right. I, just, <laughs> I was just I was just scanning to get a read because we've got it from fifty-five seventeen. How. How skeptical the faces were about I, the idea I, of a movie. Yeah, I comically. I oh yeah, you don't like smiley it? face, I, I, cheesecake, I dollar sign. I know exactly. Yeah, I, I, I no. do like comically but using emoji work. like to communicate with Ryan, but I don't feel like I'm doing any actual communicating when I send him long lines of pictures. Okay, I get directly pissed off when I see disagrees him. as well, which I'm surprised at. I only I use. I basically never use emojis. I don't like using. I I use the basic ones to emit to 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 illustrate emotion so that people get the right idea at work. A smiley face when I send something, but I'm really not that pissed off about it. You know, if I'm concerned, I'll do the face with the little crooked mouth. That's Everyone, exactly what I was thinking. It's like there's the smiley yeah. face to say it's the okay. Mouth. The crooked mouth is like, well, that's kind of And lame. then there's my picture of Picard with the face palm that I just send to people when they send me <laughs> bullshit. And I send them this picture like this. When I need to make really, really sure that someone who maybe I don't know or who I think is stupid doesn't understand irony or satire or when I'm being funny, you know, when I've crafted a, mm-hmm. you know, a humorous statement that most people probably aren't deep enough to understand. <laughs> a masterpiece of comedy. I will put, I put the semicolon With and the, the tongue pe- hanging yeah, out? Semicolon That's what pe- I do. Yeah. But I do not, Winky tongues. If, it, if it turns into a picture when I do it, I delete it. Okay, I'm actually do, very, I, actually, I do the I, same thing. I do the I same want the text. thing. Yeah. I want the text. I yeah. want I want my tongue sticking out of you from text. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I okay. do the same thing, but I'm very sarcastic as well, so yes. I just need to make sure. And that I use that. Well, when I mean, it is hard when to I don't say you stupid fuckers, well, yeah. I, I put be, that tongue just. That's why. They'll know you don't actually do the think they're no, stupid fuckers. The you just thing. had to call them yeah. a stupid yeah. fuckers. Yeah, and then people know me. Just when you hang it off the end of a well-crafted, you know, ironic. And then people know me because I'm a jovial guy. I'm always laughing on the phone or whatever. But when I get pissed. I start leaving out my smiley faces. <laughs> okay. That's when you know he means. And that's when people know that I'm serious. I don't have time to be smiley and jovial. Just get the shit done. <laughs> you know. Uh, that's too much nuance for a lot of yeah. people. No, they don't understand the, it. But that's the, my approach anyway. Yeah, I was gonna say for the left hand side of the bell curve, uh, that's <laughs> that's way too much nuance. Yeah, it doesn't work. But you know. And on that note. Yeah. I think we are going to part ways on this podcast. Thanks for joining us. Yes, thank you. Have a good night. Enjoy. 
We lose our Gen Y cohort at this point, but fear not, dear listeners, because the millennials still have plenty to talk about with the one adult in the room when our program continues. Stay tuned. <laughs>